yeah, I'd like to be different, no problem, rebel, no problem. But in the end, people had to validate me. Hi, I'm Bram van der Groes, and thanks for listening to the Before and After Show. The podcast in which we are zooming in on specific moments in life that brought you further. My personal before and after moment was specifically last year, when I was not happy in my job. Fortunately, I was lucky enough that CCV gave me the opportunity to figure out what I really like to do. I have to say it was quite a challenge, and I had to do a lot of puzzling, but eventually I knew what to do. Make podcasts. Podcasts about personal stories, personal journeys, but most important, your personal events. These specific moments in life that brought you further. My manager loved the idea and said, go. So, enjoy this episode while walking, sitting, running, sleeping, or however you like to listen to podcasts. And let's start. I first met our next guest in the beginning of 2020. We collaborated on a design sprint together uh, with the goal to optimize our website in a faster and more efficient way. I found it a really pleasant collaboration and very helpful. After that, we didn't speak for almost a year or maybe longer, but somewhere I knew I had to talk with this guest to ask him if he could uh, yeah, join this show. So I reached out to him. And he was really enthusiastic, and uh, therefore, he is our next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you Rijdia Mainhorst. Welcome, Rijdia. Thanks Thank for you. joining. Thank you, Well, I was really happy that you were enthusiastic, because you could be not that enthusiastic as well, of course, <laughs> right? <laughs> happens. <laughs> it happens, it happens. Is this, is this your first recording for a podcast, or do you normally do these things no, more often? Well, yeah, we do... Uh, a lot of um, uh, video casts uh, nowadays because uh, after Corona or oh, it was still in that, so it's, it's still going on. But we did a, a lot of um, uh, recordings of design presentations and stuff like that, but not really um, shows like this or uh, real conversations. And, and I, I, I recall that when we started to collaborate, we were just in the beginning, I guess, from yeah. COVID. And uh, we did a design sprint. And we will, I will ask you a few things about the design sprint later on as well. Not per se on this specific design sprint, but in general okay. to explain a bit more what, we, yeah. uh, what you can do with it. But uh, I recall that um, uh, it was the first time that you had to do a design sprint yeah. like that, right? It, it was new for you as well. So yeah. it was exciting. Yeah. One of the, the main points of a design sprint was getting everybody together uh, before COVID. Um, and the time that we did that was, I think, the first lockdown. Yeah, true. Because we postponed several times. Um, and then, yeah, well, it, it had to happen. So that was the first online, uh, complete online uh, design sprint. And it, well, it went well. I, I hope you still agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really pioneering as well uh, with new tools and, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, well, a lot of things went even smoother than in real life because uh, when you have post-its on a wall, um, it's yeah, well, more difficult to share them with uh, uh, the people who, um, uh, uh, who work with you. And so when you use a digital uh, board, it's, it's much easier to share all the notes uh, afterwards and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, most and meetings that, are still online uh, for us. Yeah, that, that, and that's that's one of the benefits of COVID in that sense. Yeah, that uh, yeah the 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 acceptance of online meetings and not have to go and and uh, to meet um, uh, at one's office or whatsoever. That's gone, I guess, and so it's yeah. more efficient already. Yeah, when you meet, it's it's really for uh, for extras, uh, like uh, either it's. Um, more time-consuming uh, to do it online, or, uh, or or it should be just fun, because I like the, the social aspect of, of uh, live meetings is yeah something I value more than I did before. So um, inefficiency and cost, I think uh, the online meetings are great, and I'm happy that they yeah well they they are happening all the time because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you, if you drive uh, 30 kilometers uh, to a spot and uh, have a meeting of half an hour, it's just not very efficient. And uh, we can do that much more, uh, uh, well, with, with less uh, time-consuming ways now. So that's great. But it's, it's really nice to see people in real life too, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, that's, true. that's true. That's a bonus then. Yeah, I, I, I like to zoom in a little bit more on design sprints uh, because you're an expert in that. And uh, for our listeners, I like to explain what it is. Yeah. But before we do that, um, let's start with some statements. Um, I will uh, give you three statements and you can only say yes or no. And along the way, we will discuss this a bit more deeply or I guess uh, the good listeners will hear, ah, okay, this is why he said no or ah, this is why he said yes. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, so the yes or no questions, this is the hard part. This is the, the only saying yes yeah. or no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Normally, I had, uh, I had some interviews where the interview stopped after this one, before this one, because this, this was really too hard to do. <laughs> <Okay>. No, <laughs> no, no. We'll see. just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's see. Okay, let's start with the first one. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I will never work for myself again. Oh, that's a no. So. Yeah, that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah. Maybe you can explain later on. Yeah. <laughs> Constructing um, yes, no questions is very hard as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's true. I'm getting better. So, so this is the, the trick, trick question part. Uh, yeah, there was a trick one. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is, uh, I'll never want to work for a boss again. Oh, no. <laughs> all right and uh, the Definitely. last one is i don't care what people think of me <laughs> um well no we'll get back to that i think but, <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> that, that will be too much to say yes yeah exactly yeah. exactly all right I'm uh, still before human. we you're still human yeah <laughs> Um, all right, uh, so this was the, the difficult part. Uh, you succeeded, thank you. Uh, now we can continue without the yes and no format. So maybe you, it's a good idea that you start to introduce yourself uh, shortly. Yeah, so uh, I'm uh, Ranier. And um, well, we met uh, in my, my function, uh, uh, in my job as a producer uh, at AID. AID is a UX design and branding uh, agency. And that's my uh, yeah latest... Uh, employer and I'm very happy there um, yeah I'll have um, two kids um, 
and I try to combine my job with uh, taking care of them. And one is already older, so there's no problem. He can help me. And, uh, and the little one who's turning nine uh, and this week. Um, yeah, well, uh, especially since uh, the COVID times, uh, we, we have this kind of uh, household together in which we, uh, we roll. So, uh, yeah, we spend a lot of time together uh, working mm -hmm. and playing. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I'm 51 years old. <laughs> young, 51 years young. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Young. yeah. <laughs> Don't ask my colleagues. <laughs> They're all young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, when we start working together, I, I reached out to you uh, via a colleague uh, to ask you to help us with a design sprint. And that was the first time that we actually did a design sprint. Uh, but for the listeners, uh, maybe I think it's a good idea that uh, you explain a little bit more about what a design sprint is and what, what it can do. Yeah, uh, it's one of the greatest uh, methods to getting uh, fast results, if you ask me. Uh, what you see in a lot of organizations is uh, there's a lot of mail, there are a lot of Excels and PowerPoints and plans and uh, suggestions going around. But um, to get this to uh, innovate and, and, and get to uh, producing new products, um, well, a lot of organizations and people and departments get stuck. Um, so, well, that's what I just uh, said as well. Uh, what you need to do is uh, get people uh, working together. Uh, and uh, for some time, we now know that can be online and offline. But um, what we ask of them is to wipe their um, uh, schedules clear and just focus on the design sprint and... Um, in the first day, you just start analyzing what kind of problem you have. Uh, and the second day, uh, you start with uh, ideation. And you try uh, new ideas and um, uh, some interaction. And there are all kind of uh, sketching uh, sessions uh, uh, through the day. And in the end, um, you select the best ideas and start to make a prototype. Um, which is um, for most organizations very quickly after two days starting with a prototype or uh, a couple of prototypes of new ideas. Um, and then uh, the next day you, you start using uh, uh, the prototype and test it with uh, um, real users or at, at least some people of the target group uh, to get the first results of what people like or dislike about uh, this tool or product you developed. So at the end of the week, you can actually uh, present something tried and tested and uh, something you have um, as, a, as a, a collectively um, uh, created um, from all kinds of uh, different angles. So even from, from budget to, um, um, well, uh, communication. Um, when you put all these people in one room, uh, you can really check the faults and uh, create great stuff within a week. Um, so then there really is a, a, a tangible idea uh, instead of uh, some kind of uh, theoretically uh, uh, written word uh, proposal. Yeah, well, almost in every single case, it's, it's, a, it's a success uh, socially, uh, business-wise uh, and, and creatively. And that's really 
yeah, well, that's for me, that's so nice to see mm -hmm. um, that you can get results in such a, a small amount of time uh, yeah. with speed and still um, have something which is also validated by users. Yeah, and, and, and so so it's basically uh, bringing together all different kind of departments. It depends, of course, if the company is bigger or, or smaller. Uh, but you bring them together, uh, and and they are together are brainstorming, and out of that there comes the the, the new solution. The, the, yeah. the and, and and that that means as well. If you mentioned it as well, that the only step you have to take, because I think this is also a good thing for stakeholder management. Uh, the only step you have to take is go to the MTE and management team uh, to check to verify if they agree and yeah. want to continue with the, the solution, yeah. which you created with all these different departments or specialists, right? Yeah. 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 And well, and even when it's not successful, um, that's what some people uh, sometimes uh, misunderstand. When, when you uh, test a prototype with users, so you have you have created all these ideas, then made a prototype of the best one or the best two. Uh, then you go out and, and test it with users. Um, this doesn't mean the product is finished. But if, if you compare a proposal um, in which you state the target group uh, needs this or will need that, um, it's all theory. And in the case of a prototype, it can even be um, the people say, I don't like this, or, uh, um, well, uh, there's this story about uh, a company who made a podcast uh, application, um, and there was this intro by a famous American, and, and in the design sprint, he, he um, did the narrative of the introduction of the application. But people didn't like his voice in that case. So yeah. um, they presented that to their uh, um, board of directors um, with the notion that, uh, the intro should change immediately after after they uh, created that tool. So, uh, and that's no problem because then you know, and we all know um, how many times you have created something which uh, has months of work in it, and then uh, the same thing happens. Yeah. Uh, so it's no problem if there's something wrong or uh, there are still uh, points to uh, uh, develop further or, or improve on. Yeah, uh, but but it's tangible. It's like uh, not describing a glass to someone, but giving them uh, a, a cylinder uh, made from paper, even. So uh, if you if you pour water in it, it, it will uh, fall apart after a minute. But the moment you give it to them, you can uh, ask if they like the shape, for instance. Yeah, um, which is really yeah much better and and also a lot more fun um, to see what people do with your product. Yeah. I think it's it's just a, a great way to move very quick in improving, well, almost anything. I think uh, so even if you have a company restaurant and there, there, there are issues or you want to go to the next level, you, you should um, consider using the steps, uh, improving stuff in, in a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and this is a great tool to do so because I, I think that, well, at least it was for us. Uh, the, the the fact that you want to have a certain velocity, uh, pace, uh, speed, uh, and you cannot uh, roll concepts out uh, as soon as possible, yeah, that frustrates. 
So, yeah. uh, and, and a design sprint really helps there. What, what was the best design sprint you ever had? Do you have uh, one in mind? Uh, you don't have to say CCV, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I really like that one. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I think... Um, well, I must say, um, at my former employer, which is uh, for the Dutch uh, um, listeners, uh, UFA, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, widely known for its um, <laughs> dinosaur-like movements <laughs> and, and not re really for their speed in development. Uh, uh, there are so many uh, departments, so many rules. It's, it's uh, if, if I may say so, sometimes uh, the politics um, force their hand. So that's that what we also saw um, because... Yeah. Uh, one of the, the greatest was a, an application uh, related to um, uh, employer benefits. Um, but there were so many rules that we created a user experience with, which was easier. Now, anybody who knows this organization will now think, oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's what we thought, what the users thought. We tested this at um, uh, local branches where real people um, came by looking for jobs and uh, using our uh, prototype uh, in the little rooms which they normally uh, come to uh, explain that really that they are really looking for jobs mm -hmm. so um, and those people were really I want to use this it's so much better than you had before um, but the the political rules were too complicated to create this really easy user experience so um, this design sprint was a great, great success, uh, but reality was different. So the, Im the improvement happened, uh, but not as much as could have been, I think. Uh, yeah. So if in, in a yeah, more creative uh, approach, uh, uh, that could have been an even easier um, a tool than, than, than this case. But that was really a, a, a great example of joint forces in an organization which as processes uh, challenging your speed always. Mm -hmm. and, and that was, yeah, that was, I think, one of the the greatest design sprints just because it felt like uh, you were playing uh, like uh, a soccer finals. Um, and that was really nice because every department uh, which was involved, and, and some of them are just, uh, some people's jobs are just about uh, developing the, the application of rule sets. Yeah. So um, this wouldn't be my dream job, but um, even those people were in integrated in this process of, of playing with uh, improving uh, tasks for uh, their customers or clients. And that was such a great fight to see. You mentioned it already. Uh, now you're waiting, you are uh, working for aid, but you work for U U UAV as well. Um, when you were little, what did you want to become when you were little? What, what was your dream job at that point? Did you have a dream job? Oh, yeah, I, I did. Yeah? Um, several, I think, uh, through, the, through the early, my early years. Um, at first, for a very long time, I'd like to be an... Uh, I, I wish to be an uh, archaeologist. Mm -hmm. And still, I think, uh, history and stuff like that is still uh, one of my passions uh, but not uh, professionally um, and 
in the next step that was the, I think when I started watching um, crime series on TV so I, I think I was, I was a bit around 10 11 I think now I thought I want to be in a, a lawyer mm-hmm. a, a crime uh, advocate and um, also on the side, I was always drawing, uh, so I, that's why I ended up um, at art school uh, in the end, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> through through different paths. But uh, <laughs> in the end, I, I ended up there. But then I I was really trying and hoping to be uh, a comic artist. Mm-hmm. So and and still, when I speak these words, there's still a, a little heartbeat for all these. Uh, these jobs that, that's 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 something um yeah, i've tried i've tried a lot of things so <laughs> that, that that maybe it's no surprise but it surprises myself at this time when you ask me and i answer it that that's still archaeology is still something um which interests me very much so mm-hmm. um and and also art and comics and drawings is, is really one of my passions. So uh, mm-hmm. as a consumer, but, but also uh, to do it um, at a small level with my kids, but also just yeah for relaxation. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and uh, okay, so so that those are three totally different things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but eventually you had to, yeah, to start focusing on, on something. What, yeah. So what was your, did you have a path towards it or? Uh, did you have an idea how to achieve that? Well, um, when I went to um, high school, uh, I, uh, reading was also one of my passions and connects to all the other things and still does. Um, so, so language and literature uh, specifically uh, was, was really a driver for me. Um, and in high school, the languages and history um, and, and uh, also um, yeah, the arts were um, already fascinations. But then um, when you have my age, uh, people will understand. Then something entered the curriculum uh, and I think it was in physics, but uh, I'm not sure. It was a computer. Mm-hmm. So that was the f- first time it, it was around. And that was really fascinating. And uh, so that's when I started saving up for a a home computer, a Commodore 64. Um, And my parents had an uh, electronic shop and they started selling those things. Uh, So in the village, more people um, were were grabbed by this new and and hopeful thing. Yeah. and so there was this network of, of game trading and stuff like that. And so I was really, really hooked on computers at that time. Um, and, that, and then I thought, well, I have to switch because um, oh, at that time it was just something what, which was introduced during physics and your exams were not about um, uh, IT or computers at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I started looking uh, for different yeah, kinds of education in which the main reason was really is there a computer science <laughs> something you can do for your exam yeah um so th- then i went to um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how you call that in, in English, but uh, to an MBO. Yeah. Um, which was great, but it was also easy. And that was, uh, there were a lot of teachers in my high school who said, well, and you can't go to college straight away uh, uh, or to university straight away. And uh, you should really reconsider. And I was just so focused on uh, this computer stuff. Uh, so I just did what I wanted, uh, but was really easy. And um, I learned a lot of computer languages and programming. I, I made something in uh, basic even uh, for my exams, uh, which was um, a record store uh, storage uh, uh, system. Mm -hmm. um, and so combined music and uh, computers uh, in one. And then I ended and um, that was the choice. If you uh, go to college now, it's most likely to go to an economic um, college. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I've been doing bookkeeping, administration, marketing, um, and economics for all these years. Uh, I'm done with that, really. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, but it's enough. Um, yeah. So I thought, well, I'd like to do something cultural now. <laughs> I've yeah. been missing out on that for years. <laughs> missing literature. We had, of course, Dutch and English and we had to read stuff, but it's, it's, it's different. So um, that's when I started looking around how to get into languages. Um, and there was this route uh, through college uh, to become a teacher in English and Dutch. Uh, Today, it's just one subject. At that time, you could just uh, study two subjects and become a teacher. And I thought, well, I'll do just one year, and now I'll go to university and do Dutch or English, whatever uh, my liking is at that time. But then, yeah, study time happened, so <laughs> I spent <laughs> six years <laughs> in the college to become a teacher. Uh, although yeah. I knew after a year or two, I'm not going to work at a school. <laughs> But it was a great, great study because uh, that was also the time. Uh, it was really progressive um, education. And there was one teacher who was really focused on creative writing and literature. Yeah. Um, and there was a time, it's hardly recognizable, I think, if you, if you look at it today, but uh, where grammar was really uh, the black sheep uh, in, in all the subjects uh, because that wasn't interesting and it was really the idea that you should be um, expressing yourself more than learning all those rules, uh, mm -hmm. teachers, but also pupils. Um, so that was really quite cinematic uh, as, as an experience because uh, this was the time when we wrote so many stories, poems, um, uh, books, some people even, uh, and read a lot, but also... Um, had nights at the, the home, really luxurious home of the, the head teacher uh, with all the students uh, with wine and literature and stuff like that. Just, uh, uh, you know, it's the Dead Poet Society, that movie, that, that's kind of a vibe um, I recognize a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was really a great time. Uh, you were looking for that as well, right? Yeah, the, the, the cultural yeah, aspect yeah, was really yeah. well represented. Um, and also I did a lot of uh, stuff to distract me from uh, from studying. So that's why it took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
so I've, I just finished to, uh, to have my, uh, uh, my diploma and my bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still happy with that. Uh, as down the line, um, I went to teach as well, but uh, not, not uh, in a high school. <laughs> no, yeah, but, but, but you, you, uh, initially you wanted to go to university, yeah. uh, but because life happened, study happened. <laughs> yeah, fun uh, you, happened. You, yeah, fun <laughs> happened. You eventually chose not to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I cho- well, I chose not to. Um, after six years, um, at that time you could study six years with uh, a scholarship mm-hmm. uh, from the government. So at that time, yeah, well, you ran out of money. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the, the idea. But um, because I knew I didn't want to... Um, I stand in front of a class. Um, I was already exploring different ways of uh, developing myself towards some kind of profession. <laughs> uh, um, so I did a, a course on copywriting, uh, uh, which uh, went very well, and I was got more and more <clears throat> um, intrigued with uh, advertising and design. And then a friend of mine said, um, "During that uh, course you're doing, you're playing with." Uh, typefaces and the design so much uh, I don't think you want to uh, write the copies uh, but you want to design the stuff so um, I'm doing uh, uh, graphic design at um, art school uh, yeah. come and have a look it might be something for you so that, that was how, when I was really yeah, hooked uh, by the vibe um, by the stuff uh, they were doing so I, I tried to uh, do, do an um, entrance exam and uh, I could enroll so the day I got my diploma uh, as a teacher um, I didn't have a party because <laughs> <laughs> that night I had uh, it was part-time uh, part-time uh, education so yeah. at, at, uh, at that same day I had to start uh, the same night Serious? With my first uh, lessons <laughs> at art school, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I have to... Well, I'll, I'll laugh about my, at myself at this, this, this moment, but then it, it really felt like, yeah, well, so I finished this finally after, mm-hmm. after six years, uh, on to the next. And I'm not quite so good with the rituals, so um, diplomas and parties uh, to celebrate <laughs> that. It was quite a, a nice escape, but uh, yeah, yeah. So then I did um, art school and became a designer. Oh, wow! And and um, I like to zoom in on that uh, on on the art school later on as well. But before you were going to the art school, you said, "Okay, I, I it took me six years to uh, to finish uh, to get my bachelor's." Yeah. Um, so. Um, did you only focus on school and, uh, and learn, or did you work next to it as well? Uh, I did work next to my uh, uh, study, and that was in the. How do you say that in uh, in English? Uh, right. Well, in in restaurants and bars, mm-hmm. and that was a really great time. Um, but also, the hours didn't really match with studying, <laughs> uh, especially um, yeah, the greatest job uh, I had during my studi- study was, was that um, I worked in a night bar mm-hmm. and 
yeah, the, it, it has shaped me um, and, and my uh, view on the world uh, very much. It was really fun and it was a bit like a Tarantino film. I worked there with, uh, uh, with one of my uh, study mates. We, we lived in the same dorm and uh, we worked together as well. Um, but we had to start at 8 o'clock. Uh, and it was a night cafe, but um, it opened at 8 o'clock. So, but at 8, nobody comes there. So then we had just our own recreation room. And since this was a quite um, yeah, I'd call strange bar, really, uh, yeah. <laughs> the boss said, well, you can drink as much as you like. Uh, just play some pool, but when the customers come, you have to work your ass off. Uh, so that's what we did. But most of the time, we were already tipsy before the first customer came. Um, uh, which it was a combination of freedom uh, and also responsibility because uh, the boss was really a, a really nice but a strange guy mm. uh, because he just told us that, and and then what he did was go out himself. Um, and as we worked out uh, longer, there was a, um, a club of students who had, had made that cafe their um, home spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also all kinds of uh, people with more shady business. <laughs> uh, when everything else closed at that time, there, there wasn't a, uh, the closing times were regulated. So yeah. you had to have a permit. And um, at that time, uh, we were one of those uh, locations which had a permit. So everybody who had to close down in the rest of the city um, uh, came to us. So at two o'clock, it became packed every night. <laughs> but with, with all kinds of colorful people. Uh, and like I said, some, some even with really, yeah, really shady jobs, dealers, uh, uh, armed people, um, people with uh, coffee shops and stuff like that and really um, strange but also very fun people mm-hmm. um, and then there were of course all these kinds of strange stuff one of the the best friends of my owner was a, a petty criminal but he was also a kickboxer uh, so that he always entered in com- contests, uh, doing something uh, uh, with kicking in the street, like a parking meter. So they did context- contests about uh, how many times you can hit the, you know, the park- parking meter uh, with your shins, because he had fought so much, uh, uh, all all the ner- the nerves in his uh, shins were gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, stuff like that, and yeah. he also uh, had really strange strange. Uh, yeah, business going. And, and then uh, at one time he escaped from police and hid in our basement for a week, uh, stuff like that. And, and my owner was a collection, a collector of, um, um, well, more or less antique guns. Yeah. They, they were also in, in the bar. So after closing hours, around five, six, um, he sometimes uh, thought it would be nice to uh, shoot at the ladies and gentlemen uh, signs in, in, in the bar <laughs> with those old guns. So really strange stuff. Um, yeah. But, but it, well, yeah, but there were a lot of people. Um, you could see how their life went. And um, I also saw that sometimes, uh, if, if not everything's going well, um, 
how easily you can get sucked in um, now your bad ways. Hmm. And um, oh, that's it, it has shaped my view on on people and um, how life can be easy, but also um, you know very hard um, yeah. to walk a path towards what what's generally known as success. Yeah, um, and and the the brotherhood among people. Um, well, outside of the rules, really, uh, that was quite inspiring. Yeah. Uh, so even uh, when I had, when I worked at a school uh, during my study, I had started at eight, um, but I stopped at six. And like I said, we we drank ourselves during work. So <laughs> yeah. it, it was in front of thirty-year-old people, uh, kids who, who said, "Well." Uh, how was uh, how was your uh, weekend, uh, Mister? <laughs> <laughs> and then you thought, well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> that was really, yeah, really strange. <laughs> <laughs> and and did you stop working for the nightclub when you were uh, starting with art school? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then uh, I moved to another city, um, and um, something which which also was pressing was the fact that. I'd really make a living because mm-hmm. uh, before it, it was a, a job next to a study, um, which is quite different. And so in the second year of art school, uh, I started my own um, single person design shop. Ah, okay. Uh, so I worked in the day in the profession I was still learning, but um, you could you could perform uh, uh, being a designer without a diploma so that was no problem yeah it was hard times <laughs> <laughs> learning on the job but also uh, great and a lot of uh, yeah well i have to thank a lot of people who believed in me uh, at that time uh, because uh, that's that's how i rolled into the job how was it to combine it uh, together with your study because you said uh, uh, along the day you were working and in the night in the in the night you were studying or yeah. the other way around uh, was it easy to do so? Um, I was really, really hooked uh, on the profession, on design. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in a certain way, that I'm still. But um, I was eating, drinking, breathing uh, design. But also uh, the typography history and stuff like that, to get, together with uh, fellow students. So that was really... Um, design was uh, a large part of my life, so it, it was uh, hard in that sense. Um, combining uh, day job um, assignments with study assignments is, is really hard, and also combining these packaging designs, which weren't really um, on, on the creative or uh, artistic level weren't really up to scratch uh, to, to to be what I dreamt of as a designer. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, the combination worked. Um, also, I had, a, uh, at that time, uh, my uh, wife-to-be. At that time, uh, we lived together. And she was also... Uh, I, I met her at uh, um, uh, the other uh, school. So mm-hmm. uh, she was already uh, teaching. And um, she was 
when it was really hard, um, she was uh, supporting uh, me rather than uh, that we lived together. <laughs> so when I was not making enough money, uh, yeah. she helped me out. Um, okay. So yeah, it was really a great time, and it was hard work. But what, when you follow a passion, uh, hard work is different hard work than when you need to do it just to get by. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Um, it also was a, a longer time, so there were uh, four nights uh, in a week, um, five year long, uh, which could at times it was frustrating, but um, it was also a, um, a prolonged uh, student's life. Yeah, 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 true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> most people who hear, so in the end, I studied for 11 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 11 years of study it makes you a different person because uh, most people start building their career <laughs> in, in half of that time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was, I still notice that makes, makes my path a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but also rewarding, I think. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, so I, I've worked for, I think... Um, almost 10 years um, as a single uh, design uh, person design shop so yeah and then uh, met other people and uh, uh, partnerships and uh, we, had, we had a design agency and uh, started doing UX design which uh, was invented at that time eventually we grew as a, a UX design uh, agency and um, got serious uh, government, uh, local government jobs as well, uh, working for communities and stuff like that. Um, but then uh, the crisis hit, <clears throat> and um, yeah, there was really lots, lots of uh, promises from clients which they couldn't uh, follow up. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, um, so there's years between. Um, I was with uh, the mother of my uh, daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a family of six, uh, so there was a different game than in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and these were, were quite challenging times. And that was the time uh, when I uh, concluded that working for um, a company which uh, has a great focus on, on uh, UX design uh, was also an option. And um, that's how I ended up at uh, UFA mm-hmm. because... Um, they did some kind of refresh. They didn't have a real uh, design uh, department uh, in, in-house uh, and they thought they needed it because working with externals was yeah, well too complicated. Nobody knew uh, which uh, was, what was true uh, on design level. Yeah. So there was a, a new manager coming from a, a, one of the larger mobile phone companies and um, yeah, they changed everything and uh, created a team of UX designers um, uh, together with a department of online servicing. Uh, so everything was new and it was, uh, uh, especially in the beginning, uh, we had free hand at uh, changing every kind of process uh, uh, considering design and innovation. And uh, so that's why we also developed these uh, uh, 
ways of working like Google did. So, mm -hmm. so Design Sprint was introduced and stuff like that. Um, that's also where we uh, created breakout days and started working at the student hotel in Amsterdam. Uh, in the lobby, there was this inspirational uh, design room yeah. uh, in which you weren't bothered. So you could really focus on designing uh, new stuff. So uh, we worked uh, out of the office when we felt like it. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it was really, uh, really great. Yeah. yeah. So you, 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 you set it up and you could do whatever felt best mm. to, yeah, to make yeah. sure that you worked in the, in the best and most efficient way for, the, for UFA in this sense. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was really, I think it's really a great move because um, at that time the organization had a lot of uh, bases built uh, through the years. Um, but in the design world, in online world, there was all these new kinds uh, of, of working. Um, so what they did was really nice. They, they got people from all kinds of online corners. Uh, so there were several people who were um, who had their own companies before. And um, then you work in a different way than when you're yeah. um, uh, when, when you, you you grow up in an organization like that, uh, so so that was one of the assets. But also people from uh, like uh, companies like Booking, who were um, yeah, when they, they they their breath was even online. So yeah. um, that was, I think, a really great move to uh, diversify um, uh, the company, the, the organization, and, and create new stuff. Yeah, so, uh, but also a nice environment because all, everybody around me uh, did understand me, and we were all catching up to each other. Yeah, uh, that's a real, yeah, well, a great, uh, a great feeding ground for innovation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sounds really like a, a power team and a, and, and yeah. a good way to, a uh, good moment, good timing to enter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a UXer, yeah, that's yeah. that's really yeah, really and also a great way to enter. Um, uh, not working as your own boss anymore. Yeah, but did you because, miss that? Well, Sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't really miss that because, um, like I said, um, there was a lot of uh, freedom, and the assets I developed uh, in being my own boss were needed in that job. I, um, but you can imagine, um, just yeah, when you when you're your own boss and you go working for one of the banks or uh, an organization or a ministry. Uh, people have an opinion so i was at every every birthday or party where i wa went was like you're going to work where <laughs> because the, yeah well they, they couldn't really see that happening but um yeah what what happened was um, totally different from what the organization uh, is known for yeah um so th this was yeah, I, I liked it, um, and especially because of the people and, and the, the room for improvement. What do you get out of work? What, what, what excites you? Yeah, that, that's something um, when you, which is funny since I just uh, elaborated on the, on the computer part. Um, but in the end, if I combine anything I tried to learn like the languages, uh, even the teaching part, uh, but also uh, uh, designing. Uh, there's one key factor binding it, which is uh, human interaction uh, and people. And there, the, even the uh, my lessons from from working in an, in a night 
club um, is about people and their uh, what drives them, uh, what motivates them, uh, how they react to stuff. Um, uh, really, um, I think that's that's what's interesting in every job. So. Um, it's not very likely, but even when I start working at a restaurant now, um, that will be the good part. <clears throat> Interacting with people, seeing what they like. I really like to cook, for instance, and I'm not aspiring to do that professionally. Uh, I don't <laughs> think it would work that well, but um, <clears throat> it's fun and it's reasonable. But uh, I really like it because you're creating something which evokes a reaction, a feeling um, in, in, in other people. Um, and that's where some kind of magic happens. And I think mm -hmm. that's really, I think, um, that's professionally, but also personally, what, what drives me uh, at any time. The interest in people and their motives. And, and, and is it important for you then what people think of you uh, from a work perspective or on a as an individual? That there used to be really... Um, really important part of uh, how I reasoned with myself. Um, so there's the interest in people, but there's also um, something which used to be quite destructive. And I think um, if you take a look at social media, I think it's uh, destructive for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the inspirational quotes you can find online are endless, I think. Um, <laughs> The strange thing is um, that the path I followed, uh, switching studies, which um, can get people to misunderstand you or have questions or even uh, criticize you, um, I have always chosen my own uh, way. And I think um, that went, always went well. I was quite happy with being um, somewhat of a non uh, conformist but um, on the other hand there was always something very mm, mm, and now I, now I think it's sad um, which always was yeah I'd like to be different no problem rebel no problem but in the end people had to validate me so it was like um, even at UFA where people said well we're uh, uh, I can see you're creative, uh, you're a designer, and uh, um, but you have tattoos, and yeah, well, I can imagine you as a tattoo artist. Like it was like I can imagine you as a pimp or a, or a bank <laughs> robber, um, and it really got to me. That, yeah, that was really well. That's especially um, that that stuff. So it's no problem uh, deviating from the norm. But in the end, people have to, had to say, well, for someone who's different, <laughs> yeah. you're good, or yeah. you're good enough, or yeah. you're uh, smart enough, or you're a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, at that time, I didn't really notice. And there ha stuff happened, like uh, uh, fathers-in-law, in which you, you, you got into conflict uh, with, uh, which is, I think, something which can happen. Uh, but it keeps on bugging me because you, I didn't feel validated. Mm -hmm. and, and this also, um, which may come as no surprise, in your personal relations, especially uh, intimate uh, relations, um, yeah, you will um, see that 
present as well. So um, towards the end of the, the relationship with uh, the, the mother of my daughter, um, through the steps we did make at that time, uh, I ended, ended up um, with a, a coach uh, have this kind of uh, workshop uh, which I signed up for just because I thought she was very good um, so I didn't really have a plan um, and then I came <laughs> there and there were these questions yeah, so what what is it you will start working on and of, of course I, it, the validation was something uh, I all had already had recognized as, as something which bugged me um, but I didn't really have a plan to do something about it. Uh, what she did was um, it was a, a variant uh, on, on um, uh, in, in, in several different situations. Um, most of the time, they um, use a method in which you um, position yourself um, in relation to your family. Mm -hmm. um, but in this case, what she did was. Um, asking me to define several um, pieces of my personality. Um, uh, one who was continuously giving to a certain point uh, where it was really too much, uh, but, but at, a, at a moment that my uh, boundaries were broken all, for three times already, so I exploded. That, that, that was really... The mean bastard, uh, really. <laughs> uh, that was one of them. Uh, yeah. The other one was the, the, the balanced uh, me. Uh, yeah. I think we all uh, have that one. But also, there was this uh, nagging guy who was constant. Uh, yeah, but what do they think of me? And can I have some attention? Can you validate me? And um, what she did was uh, let people play those roles uh, and let me be my complete me. So mm -hmm. when you were in conversation uh, about a, a subject, um, the persons uh, performing the role of that one, one aspect of you, um, they were really confronting. And it, it's, uh, I've, I had done coaching in several, several situations before um, on, on different um, subjects. Mm -hmm. um, but at that time, it really clicked how destructive that was um, and it uh, I'm not really very spiritual or, or really um, into that kind of stuff but uh, this worked so well for me uh, as in enlightening um, how you how you really uh, destroy yourself by uh, doing one thing and expecting something else yeah um, and not setting boundaries um, just to be approved. So if you if you if you do something which is really one step too far, and you don't mention anything to someone, they don't know it's too far. Yeah. But what I did was give, give, give. But beneath it was already too much, and then I did explode. But it was all driven by this. Uh, if I do this, uh, just one step more, and, and just a little bit longer, and I'll. Endure Keep pushing, this. yeah, and and then um, yeah, then, then my eyes opened. So I'm I'm a much happier person uh, since I really uh, envisioned this guy asking for the improvement all the time um, when I'm doing something wrong. And of course, 
that's why the yes no question was so interesting uh, what do you uh, what was it again yeah do, do you do, care about do you the care things, about what yeah. people think of course yeah. i think um i love i love to um to take uh, photographs and i share these a lot on on social media um so there's also this whole attention thing i mean you don't publish something if you don't want it to be seen yeah um but Ever since that moment, I have dealt with myself and also uh, a lot less uh, driven by what people will think. Uh, I'll just share my passions, uh, which makes it much easier. Uh, so in whatever it is, um, I can share it because it's my account. My yeah. account. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. Um, so it's in little things, but also in in in, in larger stuff. Um, I used to um, try and try and try and try to convince people of um, something which is the best way. Um, in my eyes, mm -hmm. uh, and now I, I just have become a lot better in just stating this is the reason why I do it you take it from here if you don't accept it if you don't embrace it well don't but this is it um, and I still like it if you can put if you can high five on something well uh, we both agree so don't don't get me wrong but uh, not in a d destructive way so of course uh, I like it when someone uh, likes something you do um, and it's uh, always nice if uh, someone likes uh, the dinner you cooked, for instance. But I don't um, extend it to so much that it's about me when someone doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. And I used to do that, even in silence, even while uh, claiming uh, uh, I was a rebel or didn't care and stuff yeah. like that. So that's, uh, yeah. That's 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 one of my great eye openers. Really. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And and uh, for the listeners, what is the 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 trick to to deal with uh, opinions? Then because yeah, you 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 learn it by 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 practice by seeing it yourself mm. by being confronted with yourself. Yeah. But but what's the thing? What what uh, if you are in situations like that? What what do you do to trigger yourself to say think? Okay, it doesn't matter that much. As long as I accept it. Um, actually, um, well, I think uh, a lot of, which is no surprise if you look at where I come from, but uh, a lot of um, stuff I do is about reasoning, language, communicating. Uh, I work at a UX agency, so it's, it's about that stuff. Um, but... What I do now is much more at a, uh, a gut level. Um, is the feeling, if you're trying to convince someone uh, on, on, on good grounds or just to um, create your own security. Well, I, I, always, I was always someone who would say you need tension and safety in balance. Um, there was still this little voice crying, trying to uh, create this improvement. And then you start reasoning and explaining 
the logic rather. Um, and what I do now is just, of course, there's this uh, point in which you do some reasoning to explain something. Um, and then there's this feeling, and it really uh, it, it is also about envisioning this, this, this guy um, who played that part of me, mm-hmm. which is looking for improvement in a destructive way. Yeah. And, of course, you, you are what you are. So it's uh, not foolproof, uh, far from. Uh, but it's really a different, uh, I think, yeah, well, it's, it's really a different form of me. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm much, uh, much more at peace. Also, um, yeah, even professionally, but also personally. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's really about um, feeling the feelings. Yeah. Rather than convincing yourself or others with reason. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and yeah. well, that's why that part. Uh, I'm not uh, that spiritual, but uh, there's there are two levels of um, experiencing experiencing something um, at the gut level, which is more instinctive, um, and the other uh, more reasoning. Yeah. Uh, and they have to be in balance, and they weren't. Yeah. It was all reasoning. I, I could explain my feelings for instance very well but it was an explanation at a distance and not really from a, from from a, the, the 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 feelings you experience yeah yeah exactly and that's well that's i think it was always a struggle and and that's where uh, those inspirational quotes come from because mm-hmm. it's not something which is finished um a lot of people who know me, for instance, who are listening, might say, well, so now, now he's all secure and stuff. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's true, of course. Uh, everybody has, I think, insecurities. And also, they're, they are nice, but uh, as, as, a, as a driver to uh, improving yourself, I still believe in that. But um, when it gets destructive of your um, interactions with others... Uh, and and how you deep down uh, how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. um, yeah there you're losing something yeah. and it takes a lot of energy energy which I'm not spending at this time yeah and and that's that's really uh, yeah I think that that's real improvement yeah absolutely it's much better <laughs> yeah I can imagine yeah and and talking about energy I mean uh, it it will cost you so much less energy. That you can spend your energy on on, on, on positive things as well. So it's I think it's really inspiring, uh, and uh, really a big insight that uh, yeah. yeah that that's just, that is very very valuable for you as a person and as a professional I guess as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, unfortunately, Renier, I have to uh, wrap it up because um, we're out of time. I, I really enjoyed this uh, this conversation and, and uh, the insights you shared with us. Um, I only have one more question, and uh, and that is, do you know another inspiring person who uh, we could invite for uh, the before and after show? Yeah, I do, and I think uh, I hope uh, you will <laughs> you will find her uh, and connect with her. So that's. It will be the next one because it, it, I think it fits perfectly. Um, uh, I've already asked her if it's okay uh, to, to name her <laughs> because otherwise it would be <laughs> so awkward. Um, it's uh, Sandra van Kolfschoot. Okay. And um, I told her about the before and after, uh, dealing with life-changing stuff. 
um, in which he has become very good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I smile, but uh, not everything is, is great. But it, she's also very people-driven. Um, she she um, works in the field of education. Um, and it's really inspiring how she can focus on people um, in a world which is dominated by systems, uh, destroying uh, talents of people. So uh, I'm not going to reveal anything more. But, but yeah, really, I think really you should uh, talk to her, uh, which is uh, really fitting for uh, the stuff you're trying to uh, get across. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for sharing. And I, I definitely will reach out to her. And uh, let's hope that yeah. she will uh, join in, uh, in one of the next episodes. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> All right. I will be listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One listener at least. That's, that's good. Yeah, okay, that's, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I, I, like I said, I really enjoyed it. And uh, especially the last part was really inspiring, I guess, uh, where you talked about uh, yeah, the opinions of others and how to deal with it. Yeah, thanks a lot for inviting me and having yeah. me. And uh, I think we could fill another hour, so uh, <laughs> uh, no worries there. No, but, uh, exactly. Uh, I had fun, and uh, I hope you can uh, create something uh, worth listening for other people as well. Uh, absolutely, I'm convinced that I can. So uh, thank you, and uh, we'll keep in touch. All right.